If you're listening to this podcast, it is likely because you're currently being pursued by some sort of extraterrestrial, spiritual, or cryptozoological threat. You probably saw that this show was about these sorts of otherworldly abominations and reckoned it a place of insight. Unfortunately, the following podcast is entirely farcical and will be of little help to anyone. But you're here, so you might as well enjoy the show and pray that it doesn't find you. Welcome back to Lore Folk, a podcast where we riff on all things paranormal. I'm your host, Aiden Kidd, and today I'm joined by my co-host and confidant, Maddie Barr! Yay! Welcome back to the podcast. And we're gonna jump right in immediately with a Yahoo Answers question from a user named Josh, who asks, Baby cast spell on me? My cousin's new baby pointed at me and said something that sounded like a spell. I know babies have a stronger connection to the magical source, and I don't remember the exact incantation. Am I gonna be okay? (laughs) Update. It was Latin. Update 2. Suddenly my knees hurt real bad. WTF? (laughs) Oh no. You've been baby cursed. You've got the baby curse. He cursed your knees. There's so much to unpack here, and the first thing I'm going to tackle is the fact that, yes, babies are closer to the magical source. We are all spawned from a singular point in the collective universe, and as we drift further from that point, we lose our magical abilities, thus is the curse of time. The second issue that needs to be dealt with is originally, they say, I don't remember the exact incantation, am I going to be okay? And then they clarify that it was Latin, and then the telling most detail of this is the fact that in update 2, it says, suddenly my knees hurt real bad, WTF? And that's a clear indication that you just got cursed with baby knees. Oh shit, you're right. Baby magic specifically centers around the concept of babies and their iconography. So when he cursed your knees, you're gonna get baby knees. Babies know how painful it is to be a baby. And they curse you with that. <laughs> they say, no, you can't You can't grow. You must remain as a baby and suffer as I have. Boom, you have baby knees. They're all wobbly and you're bad at walking now. Can you imagine going to your cousins? You get to see the results of the miracle of birth. A new life has blossomed into this universe. And you look it dead in the eye. And that <laughs> fucking rat is just like, e plaribus unum. I think it's interesting that they've been able to clarify that it was Latin. Because saying their knees hurt, that's one thing. Yes, you've been baby cursed. But saying it was Latin makes me think that either the baby tried to curse them again, or this baby has cursed another member of the family now. Like another, a different, you know, uncle walked in the door after And they heard that it was Latin. So you're like, okay, the first time must have been Latin also. It's not often that you see a baby able to pull off multiple incantations like this. This is very rare. This is a very powerful baby. And I think all of you need to get out of the house right now. Yeah, this isn't safe. Maybe this is one of those babies that absorbed a twin 
in the womb and it has the it has the magic of its own magic and the absorbed twin magic making it t- twice as strong as a regular baby and 10 times as strong as a regular man <laughs> this is such a powerful baby Please, somebody stop my powerful Latin-speaking son. He's grown too big, and his incantations are summoning all sorts of cradles and cribs around for which he's formed a prison. So, to answer the question, no. You are not safe. You're not going to be okay. You are not going to be okay. All you could hope for is to grovel to this this baby warlock and hope that, you know, it's only your knees and the rest of you is spared. But who knows? The only way that the universe can be saved from such a powerful baby is through all of your cunning and deceit and through the willpower of all of humanity joining together. We must accomplish the impossible task of jingling some keys in front of his face. (laughs) Just get some keys. That baby might be powerful, but that fucker is also stupid. It's still a baby. Just because he knows how to speak Latin doesn't mean he's not an idiot. He picked a dead language for him to use. Are you fucking kidding me? What a moron. Some big baby brain hours. Just also uh, utilize object permanence. (laughs) Walk out of the room and the baby will not know you exist anymore. Well, that might backfire because then the baby might use its magic to summon a new version of you and then you got to double and then you have to kill the other. So I wouldn't use that one particularly because there's a high risk. Just stick with the keys. Yeah, and in time, the magic will fade just like it fades from all of us. The light in our eyes dim as we saunter further towards oblivion. Aiden, I got another question here for us. I'm so excited to move on from baby talk. Someone wanted to know... Wait, hold on, hold on. Is this what makes the Rograts so powerful? <gasps> oh my god! Yes. This is how <laughs> they're bending it. reality at will in those classic episodes of the Rugrats on Nickelodeon. This is why Angelica is so bitter. Because she knows that she had baby magic. And she's too old now that it's fading from her. But she's not old enough that she's just forgotten it entirely. She has to hang these out with fucking all these stupid babies. magic babies, and she can't do magic anymore. I would be pissed, too. These babies are gaslighting Angelica. <laughs> oh, no. They're creating realities in which they're trying to get a cookie from the cookie jar, and it's like an Indiana Jones scene, mm. and they're shifting the fabric of the universe in doing so, and only she is conscious of this fact. Right. And when she tries to Candace her way to her parents, they do not believe her. This is a true tragedy, and I dread the upcoming reboot of Rugrats even more so now. Mm. This is big for the Rugrats discourse, I think. Everyone's like, oh, that creepypasta where all the babies are dead and Angelica thinks they're real. Yeah, no. Is That's bullshit. not why she's upset. It's magic. It's baby magic. It's baby magic. It goes deeper. None of your faux edgy broness. <laughs> we got a real conspiracy here. Would a werewolf survive on the moon? That's the whole question. But there's a lot of uh of discourse and discussion in the um in the comments which really bothers me because almost every single answer says no or it's unclear or they would starve to death or they would die of oxygen starvation. And I feel like that's not really getting at the meat of the question here. So, A, would a werewolf survive on the moon? 
we've yet to discuss. But B, if a werewolf was on the moon, would they be in their werewolf form the entire time or not at all? What is it about the moon that causes the werewolf transformation to happen? How right. Would being on the moon affect that? That's what I think everyone is avoiding is the true question, really opening the third eye here. I think, no, I don't think a werewolf would turn into a werewolf if it was on the moon. Because the thing that makes the only difference in the phases of the moon is what we can see on Earth based on the light reflecting mm. onto our feeble monkey eyes. And so we turn into a werewolf when we have like the full plate, a full uh, side of it, all bright and shining on us in the full moon. Mm. And by the very nature of being on the moon, you're not getting a full dose of circle. So is there a point at which when you're a werewolf and you launch into space on your rocket ship? As we often do. Yes. You're, you, let's say you launch, you know, on a night that's not a full moon, right? Because you want to fit into the spacesuit, all that, you know, politics. Yes, yes, yes. And so you're launching off of the planet and you can see just part of the moon and that's fine. But then when you get close enough, like out in the middle of space, you turn into a werewolf because suddenly you can see the whole moon. But then as you get closer and closer to landing on the moon, you turn back into a person because you can no longer see the whole moon as you've gotten closer. So it's just like a blip in your journey where you're like human. And then, like, real quick for maybe an hour, you're like, boop, werewolf. It's really going to freak out your co-pilot. It is really going to freak Bryce out. Bryce doesn't know what the fuck just <laughs> happened. And God forbid you say anything. Right, you just don't mention it because you, re- you know that you're just going to be a human forever on the moon. So you're like, we'll just, uh, you kind of <laughs> hoped that you could maybe, like, Bryce would be in the bathroom at that point. You'd be like, I'm going to go get a snack from say- the, out of the cockpit. Let me just, and then you. Hey, Bryce, look over there. Yeah, for, for like 20 minutes. Dude, what was that? Nothing. You're seeing things, Bryce. You got that moon mind. You got moon mind, Bryce. Don't worry about a damn thing. Anyway, we're here. Do you think that the reason John F. Kennedy was so <laughs> eager to put human beings on the moon was because he secretly wanted to move the entire secret werewolf population up there so that they could no longer harm themselves or others. Yes, it was a pro-werewolf campaign. He just wanted to keep them all safe and happy. I era will put a werewolf on the moon. <laughs> we will save humankind. This is what I do. As long as nothing bad ever happens to me on the future, humankind and werewolf kind will survive. And be happy and healthy. Do you think that fucking Lee Harvey Oswald was uh, an anti-werewolf propagandist? I was just going to say. And who was, wanted to stop any more John F. Kennedy bullshit to keep the werewolves on Earth. Maybe he was a werewolf, right? Cause in the and werewolf he didn't want to live on the moon. Yeah, and some werewolves really like, they're like, no, it's cool. I, I know, like, I like dogs. Yeah, I may, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm crazy. Welcome to my twisted werewolf mind, you know? <laughs> and, and Lee Harvey Oswald wanted to keep that, you know, as a part of his life. And he was like, no, you, you can't send me to the moon. Ah! You dumb jock, I'll kill you. But not, interestingly... Now, now this is, this is a, we're going really deep here. Lee Harvey Oswald was a werewolf and he wanted to kill John F. Kennedy so that he didn't put werewolves on the moon 
because he wanted to keep his big, strong werewolf powers, but interestingly, he didn't use those powers to kill Kennedy. At the, he wanted to make sure that not only did he get to continue his werewolf bullshit, mm. he wanted to maintain the secrecy around werewolves. That's true. John F. Kennedy was probably going to blow the lid on the whole werewolf situation because I imagine people would begin to notice that every astronaut's name was like Lupin McWolfenstein or something <laughs> crazy like that. Wolfie McWolfface. <laughs> <laughs> Wolfie McWolfface would have given some things away. Mm. And eventually, I imagine he'd have to say after he got all the werewolves on the moon, like, no one go to the moon. It's full of werewolves. Don't go. But I can't prove it because they're not werewolves anymore. Don't worry about it. We handled the situation. Let's go out in the full moon without fear. The only thing we have to fear is werewolves. <laughs> is werewolves on the moon. I ever think that's pretty cool. Oh, John F. Kennedy. You werewolf monster. What a card. Do you think? Wait, 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 wait. Is it possible that John F. Kennedy was the werewolf and he wanted free reign to be the only werewolf on the planet. Oh, now that's, yes, maybe. That's interesting. I love to feast on the blood of the innocent. Long live I, the werewolf king. They were both werewolves, but they were, John F. Kennedy and Lee Harvey Oswald were on two different sides of the, of the werewolf <laughs> Two different sides of the pack. Yeah, and they were like, no. John F. Kennedy was, uh, had been excommunicated from the werewolf <laughs> civilization as he went rogue and wanted to do more werewolf sings out in the open. But, but Lee Harvey Oswald was like, no, if I can't be a werewolf, neither can you, or something like that. And that's why he had to shoot him. He had to use a silver bullet. It all comes full circle. Can't wait for this to be addressed in the new season <laughs> of Clone High. Do you think every single president has like a sort of cryptid that they're... I, that they either are or they're related to, because I think about Abraham Lincoln, you know, vampire hunter or all those books. Mm -hmm. And those are really interesting. And that makes sense. So was in those books. I'm not very familiar. Was Abraham Lincoln like half vampire, like blade or he something? Wasn't a vampire, but a vampire killed his mom. And so but he had this. It was interesting. He had this relationship where he wanted to kill vampires, you know, to stop them from killing other people's moms. Mm -hmm. But also he had he had this respect. He had this interest in them, you know, because they were immortal and they were sexy. So he was like, Ugh. sort of a, a Batman, but with vampires. And also then he's the president. <laughs> really good books, honestly. I mean, that's not a joke. You know, I don't fucking remember what they're called. Not sponsored. Read those Abraham Lincoln vampire books. They're, they were very good for my uh, angsty high school self. I'm thinking about how... Universal has struggled to make the dark universe a thing mm. with their classic monster creatures, with the failure of the mummy with Tom Cruise yeah. and such. And could this be, could an Avengers style team up mm. with werewolf JFK <laughs> and, and Abraham hunting. Lincoln vampire slayer be the key to their success? It could be. They could be the new Captain America and Iron Man. Yeah, let's do, let's pitch it. Boom. That's the real start of their cinematic universe. Yes. 
even though they exist. No, it's perfect. It's just like Captain America and Iron Man because they exist at two totally different times in history. Yes, yes. <gasps> and Abraham Lincoln can get turned into a vampire, so he lives long enough to meet Kennedy. Bro, we have just done it. We cracked the code. Podcast canceled. We're making a movie series now. <laughs> Alright, here we are in the ad breaks. We make up some ads because nobody's paying us to stop doing it yet. Somebody please send us money! Maddie, tell people how they can send us money! Buy an ad! Our network website is pnnpodcasts.com and if you go to that swanky website and check out all the cool web design I did, you can also click on a tab that says ads and purchase an ad! It's the best way to support us. Almost the only way to support us, might I say. Uh, we have $5 ads and $6 ads, so if you want to do a fun, spicy meme ad or an actual ad for a project, they're both available. So go to pnnpodcasts.com and buy an ad today, please. We will literally say whatever you want if you just pay us, but like in a fun way, not in a weird way. For our first ad, we have Scroop's Soup Canal. Hi, I'm Scroop, and I maintain and operate this big old soup canal that you see before ye with your ether eyes. Then be your eyes that see through the ether and into oblivion and can transfer thoughts and emotions into physical images before your eyes, as we all have. What we have here, as you can see, as I have established, is a big old soup canal. Look at that. Oh my god, it goes on for miles and miles full of Campbell chicken nugget soup. It's all I have in life. It's all I need. No, I do not eat the soup. I feast off of the distress that emanates from those who have been inconvenienced by it. It goes through multiple people's houses and properties. It's a real blight on humanity, and I'm glad that I have it. And any effort that you expel to remove my soup canal feeds me further. I cannot be stopped, and my thirst will be never-ending. So come on! Try to remove it, fucker! You can't! (laughs) You won't be able to when I only grow stronger! I paid money for this, for this to be on the air! Gee, thanks, Scroop. Thank you, Scroop. That was more so a warning than anything. Yeah, geez. Uh, moving on to our next ad, Lorefolk today is sponsored by the mole people who live deep in the Earth's crust. We thank them for all their support, love, and in turn, we pass on their message to everyone on Earth to please buy more carpets and don't stomp around so much when you walk. How are they supposed to listen to our fine podcast when the whole planet is their loud upstairs neighbor? Thanks for the sponsor, mole people. We'll try to be quieter. I I love that the main difference in who we are fundamentally as people can be illustrated so clearly by the choice of ads that we have read here today. Yeah. And that mine was a chaotic warning from a deranged man who did a very unsettling laugh for a while. And then you wrote this, oh, we shouldn't be so mean to the mole. Don't be mean to the mole, people. That'd be a little rude. You did it. You broke Lorefolk down to its bare <laughs> essentials. 
Anyway, buy a real ad. Back to the episode. Woo! Yahoo for us? Please say some words about it, why don't ya? Somebody named Roscoe asks, why don't Bigfoot go to Sam's Club? (laughs) (laughs) Update! Why don't, because it wasn't clear before, why don't Bigfoot go to Sam's Club? He wants the bigger option, such as Walmart or Sam's Club, so why doesn't he go there? What stores can I find Bigfoot at? What store? So, why don't Bigfoot go to Sam's Club? This Roscoe here lays out an excellent point, which is Sam's Club and Walmart, and maybe even a Costco, depending on where you are, would have the amounts of food that Bigfoot would be interested in. But what I think is more telling in this question is the last sentence, which is, what stores can I find Bigfoot at what store? Where the real (laughs) intention kind of pops out here. Um, that Roscoe I doesn't think... want to know why Sam is not shopping, or why Bigfoot is not shopping at Sam's Club, but why they can't find Bigfoot at a Sam's Club. You know why he's not there, mister? It's because freaks like you make him feel uncomfortable. Because he knows that if he you find him at Sam's Club, a place you would expect to find Bigfoot, you're going to ask for an autograph. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be real awkward because they're going to do that thing where you know who he is and you get an autograph, but then everyone around him is going to go, that guy just got an autograph from that guy. He must be worth getting an autograph from. So now I'm going to dogpile on this. And it's like, I just wanted to get some beans. Right. Just a ton of beans because I'm Bigfoot. And I shop at I'm Sam's Bigfoot Club. I'm Bigfoot and I eat so many beans here from Sam's Club, not sponsored. Imagine if one of your parents or a friend went on like a grocery run to Sam's Club and then you get that text that's like, I don't know who this is. Are they famous? And it's like a picture of them (laughs) with Bigfoot. And you're like, oh yeah, it's Bigfoot. What do you mean? Have you ever gotten He's like wearing the fucking Marvel disguise where he's just wearing a hat and sunglasses and that's it. Right. I don't know. Do they have a YouTube channel or something? I don't know. But everyone was taking a picture so I got a selfie. Thanks, Mom. Bigfoot. You're like, Mom! Bother him. He's shopping. Now he's gonna think I'm weird. Yeah, God. Did you tell him? I I told him it was for my daughter. I said, I don't know. She's hooked into all this, you know, all the youngins and the the pop culture. So say hi to my daughter. So that's why Bigfoot's not at Sam's Club. You'll never find Bigfoot at Sam's Club. Bigfoot has been forced to go to regular grocery stores and just buy insane amounts of everything. Very rudely, you know. Bigfoot feels bad. For the people at the register. Yeah, he's causing a lot of collateral damage at 7-Eleven just to avoid <laughs> people like you. Yeah. Yeah, Roscoe. Fucking Roscoe. Aiden, I have another cryptid for us. Please, for the love of God, give me that information so I no longer have to think about my own life. Momo, the Missouri monster. Oh, not the internet demon? Not the internet demon and not a hilarious and exciting lemur. On July 19th, 1972, a 20-year, 20 20-year, a 20-man search party was organized in a small town of Louisiana, Missouri to track down a huge, black, hairy beast 
that was being reported by local residents, and the press humorously dubbed the reportedly foul-smelling creature MOMO, which stands for Missouri Monster. Local residents found this frightening and not funny at all. Anyway, the Momo Missouri monster uh, eventually captured a dog. That was sort of the big incident. Someone's dog got stolen and they were all out looking for the dog, but also looking for the monster because people had described it and it was like gross and hairy and tall and it smelled bad. Eventually, they seemed to have found it and it's described as seeming to have no neck and was flecked with blood, likely from the dog that it was carrying under its arm. And the smell of it was so horrendous that its odor made their dog violently sick. And after a short while, the dog's eyes grew red and vomited for hours. And then a bunch of other stuff happens with the family and the police and, you know, the monster and whatever, Missouri. But that's the main meat of the story there, is that this big old hairy nasty boy sort of awayed with this dog for a night and then came back. What this is clear to me is a tale of two star-crossed lovers. (laughs) That dog and Momo Mm. clearly had a thing. Yes. They had a raucous night out. Had one wild night. And then he came back all sick and hung over. And he probably after, (laughs) what they left out in the article was after he vomited and like fell on the floor, he went, what a woman. What a great night. Like he's a goddamn character from a 1950s movie. That'll happen to your dog after a crazy night out. (laughs) Um, He never spoke again. He just said, what a woman. And no one will ever believe you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was a great night out. For Momo and this dog. With this blossoming love story, I imagine it as some sort of Emily Dickens novel. Mm. Like, from the dog's <laughs> perspective, being like, I saw her over the glen that morning. She looked at me. Or, I believe she looked at me. She doesn't have any discernible sort of head or appendages. She's just a sort of amorphous blob of hair. And by God, am I into that. She didn't have curves, but baby, she didn't need them. (laughs) (laughs) What she lacked in any sort of discernible language or uh, (laughs) tangible presence, she made up for in personality. Mm. One night when the children are asleep, but they leave the door open, we shall away into the forest. We shall away. We shall elope with my bride. We found a friend in a state over who will marry us. But nay, a rendezvous was cut short. As the citizens of the town separated us, a true tale of tragedy as she was whisked away further and further into the woods, and I vomited a lot, cause boy howdy. It was a wild night, but I was so upset that I was brought to barfing for several extended hours right in front of my family, which was embarrassing. Both because of the emotional distress of no longer being with my love, but also because what a woman! <laughs> but da 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 da. Just some like Looney Tunes yeah. shtick. <laughs> All right, <laughs> fuck it. That's it. That's the episode. Vomit on your dog. Yes, love someone to the point of throwing up the minute that you're not with them. That's true <laughs> love, baby. That's how you know if you love someone, let them go, and if you then. Proceed to have your eyes turn red and vomit 
everywhere profusely. That's how you know it was real. That's what they leave out in all the storybooks, but we know over here at Lorefolk. Anyway, that's gonna do it for us. End of the episode. We're but babes in the woods, so if you could tell somebody that we're out here, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah, send your friends. Spread the good news. Send your loved ones. Come and barf after listening to our podcast together. (laughs) And uh, feel free to leave a comment, leave a like. You can rate us on iTunes if you really wanted to. Uh, We really appreciate it. It warms our hearts. And if you could... I'd really appreciate it if you sent us a submission yes. over at lorefolksubmissions at gmail.com. You can submit all kinds of uh, just questions relating to the paranormal, something you found on the internet that you think we might get some mileage out of, or just a personal encounter experience. Mm-hmm. And we'll joke about it. Just remember to consider everyone in the emotional blast radius. I don't need to be caught making fun of someone's dead grandma. Yes, we will joke about it. So don't send us something. Don't that's send too us stuff like that. Or sad. No we bummers. We don't want to be mean to you, but we might do it on accident. So, but we love you. We love you because you went through the effort of doing that. We haven't gotten anything yet. And also, if we don't talk about something you do submit, don't don't feel bad. Sometimes we just don't have something, anything funny to say about it. Right. Sometimes you just saw Bigfoot and them's the facts. There's nothing else. Yeah, and else. that was the whole story and there's nothing else we can do. Unless you got something crazy, like you went and el- tried to elope with some sort of hair demon, mm-hmm. then what are we supposed to do with that? But do submit. Just to see but, if it's I useful. mean, still try just to see. I mean, sh- fuck it, right? Yeah, who cares, right? I don't know why we're trying to convince people not to submit things. I just would feel bad if they felt bad. But we'll never know unless you submit, so do it. And make sure you leave a like, because I know you loved this podcast so much. And be aware, we're about to terminate this broadcast. You are about to profusely barf. <laughs>